Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. All right, we've got a special Friday edition of the Engineering Career Coach podcast for you today where I'm going to be answering some questions from our listeners. And we had some pretty interesting questions in this episode, I have to say. Um, one of the engineers that sent in a question for this episode is said in the question that he's right back where he was 20 years ago in his career, which is not a good thing. So we'll dig into that a little bit. We've got some other questions interestingly related to career decisions and who you know and how they can help you. And it's going to be a good one here. So let's get right into it. But before we do, I do want to take a minute to tell you about our private forum that we run called the Engineering Mastermind. We love that you listen to our podcast, but now you can really take it one step further. The Engineering Mastermind community allows you to discuss the ideas that we talk about on the podcast with Chris, myself, and other motivated engineers. We're constantly striving to improve the community with the ultimate goal of helping you improve your personal and professional development by taking action. You must take action, and you can start doing so by going to theengineeringmastermind.com. Chris and I would love to have you as part of our community. Please consider it. All right, so now we're going to jump right into these questions from our listeners. And to bring us into the main segment, I'm going to give you a quote from Kofi Annan. Knowledge is power. Information is liberating. Education is the premise of progress in every society, in every family. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our Q&A episode, and our first question comes from Patrick in New York. He's a recent graduate, and Patrick says, can you direct me and other listeners in a direction to learn more about small niche markets in the engineering profession? Patrick goes on to talk a little bit about some very specific niches in New York City, and he says, how can I find out about these small, specific markets? A friend of mine does bridge paint containment work for a private contractor. He says that it's very simple, but I have no idea how he got into it or how he established his clientele. Can you talk about markets where one person can complete a project on their own? It's a really good question, but it's it's hard for me to answer it. I mean, I, I don't obviously know all of these different markets, but what I can say to you is talk to people in the industry, interview people, go to professional association meetings and ask people what they do. Maybe go to some more general associations as opposed to very specific ones, general engineering associations, and ask questions. I mean, that, that's how you can do it because you're right, Patrick. There are some very small niches that people do very well in that people don't even think about. They have very flexible careers, flexible businesses out of their house where they make double what they might make working for a corporation. You know, like there's these utility engineers that do maybe laying out of utility lines that you never would have thought of. Like, you know, you just think that the phone lines go on the ground. Well, that's not the case. And that's becoming very popular, too. So the, the, the question's well taken, Patrick. And what I would say is get out there and just try things. We interviewed Scott Tarsi in the last episode and he started up his own little niche, caddesignhelp.com, that little business that he built up. Now he's doing full time. So Patrick makes an excellent point that don't think that you have to be in a big corporation as an engineer or a technical professional and that you can't carve out a very small niche. All right. Next question is from Zach 
who is also a recent graduate from Massachusetts. And Zach says, I've been working as a structural engineer for the past three years in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. I'm currently going for my master's degree in structural engineering, which my company is paying for, and I plan on taking the SE exam sometime next year. Like many engineers my age, I aspire to become a manager someday. However, I'm not sure what it entails to be a manager besides having strong leadership. Do you need to have a knowledge of finance, business, and marketing? Are there any good books you recommend that provide insight to taking on a managerial role? All right, Zach, this is an awesome question. And my answer to this question is very simple, is that yes, you do need to know all of those other things. And I know that's kind of like a blanket statement, like, well, what do you, what do you mean I need to know all those things? You need to know all those things because it's going to help you be more well-rounded and stand out because most engineers aren't very business savvy. They aren't very finance savvy. They don't know a lot about marketing, right? So if you do, you separate yourself. And that's how you become a thought leader, Zach. That's how you become a, a big-time thought leader. And there are a lot of books to help you learn these different strategies. I think that there's a book called The One Minute Manager that I like a lot on the management side of things. I always recommend the 80-20 books. It seems I've been talking about them on every podcast episode by Richard Koch. Tim Ferriss talks about the 80-20. Um, there's just there's there's so many resources out there and they're all available that you can go out there and get and it can help you with all of your skills but the bottom line is is you need to understand why these skills are important and they're important because if you can move beyond the technical aspect of your career and engage people and get to know people and lead people then Zach you're going to go into the next level while a lot of other engineers are not so yes you should learn those things if you could take a course on business, if you can go on YouTube and re watch some videos on finance, you don't have to go crazy. I would say if you want to take action on this, budget yourself 20 minutes a week on finance, 20 minutes a week on business, and 20 minutes a week on marketing. Whatever it may be, reading a book, listening to a podcast, watching videos, just one hour a week on developing those skills, I guarantee you it will help you go a really long way, Zach. Thanks for the question. All right, the next one is from John from Wisconsin. John's an engineering student. It's funny, we have very experience levels with these questions. It seems in this episode we're getting a lot of younger questions, but it's funny how the answers always tend to apply to everyone. At least that's the way that I visualize it. But John's question is as follows. I am an engineering student at... University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I graduate in December. I'm finishing an eight-month co-op with a construction company. This is a great company and great people. This company has offered me a position as a project coordinator upon graduation, and I have two weeks to decide. I am still not sure that I want to pursue the construction management or design avenue. I am worried that if I do take the job, I would not be able to transition to the design aspect of the degree at a later date. If I do change my mind, and I'd be missing out on other opportunities, but it is a guaranteed job upon graduation. All right, so John, let me make this decision much easier for you. Take the job, and I'll tell you why. A couple of reasons. Number one, going from construction to design is actually very helpful and very advantageous. And if, you, if a design company is looking to hire you from the construction field, they, they would be smart if they did because... 
that's what happened to me. I started in doing surveying out on construction sites and I learned about how things actually got built. So when I transitioned into design, it made me much a much better and more practical designer because I knew how they were actually being put together. So I couldn't just draw something the way I wanted to draw it because the line on AutoCAD went there. I had to think about the practical, you know, the practical form of constructing it. So for, for that opportunity alone, I would say take the job. <clears throat> it's going to help you actually be a better designer and make it easier to transition. And you're not going to be missing opportunities. In fact, John, you're going to be building experience in the field, which is the most valuable experience you can get. So I hope I'm not answering this too late for you, John. I hope you decided to take that job. And if you hear this, write into me and please let me know, Anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com, and let me know how you made out. All right, the next one is from Ade from Ghana. I'm not an engineer, but I'm interested in being an applications engineer. How do I get started while I'm waiting to enter school? What are things that can get started that I can use to get started on the path? All right, so Adi, first of all, I commend you on your motivation. You're not even in school yet, and you're looking for ways to get ahead. What I would recommend you do, <clears throat> it sounds maybe obvious, maybe simple, but find an applications engineer and talk to them and ask them, you know, what tips do they have? What made them successful? You know, what do you need to do to get ahead in the field? I think that that would be a big one. I would read books about applications engineering, whatever you could do to get an edge. Take certificate courses maybe that can help to go on your resume, right? So for example, when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to be a civil engineer. I went to the local community college and enrolled in an AutoCAD course before college. And that gave me a little bit of an edge. I ended up getting a job in the AutoCAD laboratory at my college, which I made some money on. So think ahead and think about ways that you can continue to get ahead because Ade, it sounds like that's exactly what you're going to do. Thanks for the question. All right, the next question is from Mal Pady in Atlanta. Recent graduate, I need help on how to successfully apply for jobs so that I can get some calls. I've been applying to a lot, but not getting any calls. I specifically want help on how I can make sure that my resume reaches the hiring manager without going into a black hole. Yeah, unfortunately, I hear that one all the time, Mal Pady, that my resume went into a black hole. And the bottom line with this one is, and I know people don't always like to hear it, but it's who do you know? I mean, really, who do you know? Um, that's what's going to get you <clears throat> around entering in your resumes into these black hole websites is what I call them. You enter in 20 job openings on websites, you probably don't get any callbacks because they go into these black holes and they're just gone. They're just gone. I mean, they're inundated. These people get inundated with hundreds of resumes a day. So the real answer is, or the real question for you, Malpedia, is what have you done to put yourself in a position to know people and connect with people? And I think I've told this story before in the podcast, but I had the opportunity to go down and speak for a professional association in Austin, Texas. Uh, I spoke for the student chapter. It was a wonderful event at UT Austin. And the next day, I decided to go to the lunch, and I was invited to go as a guest to the local professional luncheon for the same society. And I got into the room, you know, it's Texas. There's a lot of engineers. There was about 70 people at the luncheon. And sure enough, I meet a nice young woman who's a student at UT, an engineering student. We talk a little bit. I got her car. She had a business card. I got her card. 
Then during the lunch, she stood up and she introduced herself and told everyone a little bit about herself. And what blew my mind is that, you know, there's probably thousands of engineering students at the University of Texas in Austin. She was the only student at that professional luncheon. All right. So when you want to think about, you know, why do I have to submit my resume into these websites? You have to submit them there because you don't know anyone that you can hand them to. Because you didn't go out, you didn't do your networking, and you didn't meet people and build up the relationships that you have to build up. And, I, and I'm sorry if I'm getting you know excited here, but this is what you have to do. That you can't you can't rely on someone else. You can't rely on a website to give you a job. If that's what you're doing, then just stop. Try connecting with people. Try going out and networking and shaking hands and talking about people, handing out resumes. That's how you're going to get the job, Malpedia. That's how you're going to get around the black hole and into the hiring manager because you knew somebody. So please take the time to make the relationships and build the right relationships with the right people. All right, so what we're going to do now is I'm going to transition us into our Take Action Today segment of the show. And this is where we're going to talk about, I got one more question, and that's the one where the gentleman said that he's been in the same spot for 20 years. So I want to tackle that one here and then take us out. So let's jump in now. All righty, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of this Q&A episode. I'm going to answer one more question on focused around career promotions. But before I do that, I do want to take a minute here again to mention our private forum that we run called the Engineering Mastermind. This forum really allows you to discuss the ideas on the podcast episodes directly with myself, my co-host Chris, other motivated engineers who are part of the community. It also gives you a way that you could support our free podcast and really help us to keep it going. And for that, we're grateful for those of you that are members that have made donations. You're keeping this thing going and we really, really appreciate it. Please consider joining our community of motivated engineers by visiting theengineeringmastermind.com. We'd love to see you in there. And if you do get into the forum, definitely connect with me, shout to me. I want to hear how everyone's progressing in their career. <clears throat> All right, it's on for our last question here in this episode, which is from Simon in Liverpool. He's an experienced engineering professional. Hello, my name is Simon. I'm a civil engineering technician with 20 years work experience based in Liverpool. And my question is, how come since I took my higher national certificate in civil engineering in 2011, I can't succeed in getting a career promotion inside my company? I have applied for several internal jobs which seemed perfect for my skills and experience but turned out a fail. <clears throat> the feedback I got from those interviews varied but seemed to be pretty much always on the same line. That is, quote, I was a strong candidate but they found a better suited one, end quote. <clears throat> I fulfilled acting roles along the route to try to boost my chances, but at this moment, I'm working as a CAD technician, which is the same job I had 20 years ago. Please advise. Many thanks. All right, Simon, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that you're having this challenge. I know it's frustrating. I can totally understand where you're coming from. <clears throat> no one wants to go in a circle or what seems to be a circle in their career. But here's the bottom line, Simon. There's a reason that you're in the same place you were 20 years ago. And again, I'm not, it's nothing against you personally or, you know, being critical of you. But if you had some kind of massive value proposition that you gave to people, you wouldn't be in the same position. So my point is, is that maybe you need to look at your skill sets, look at what you're really good at. Maybe you need to accentuate it. 
Maybe you need to do some things that elevate your status of expertise, like get published in your field or work on a certain project. Even if you have to volunteer for a few months to get some recognition and, and get those skills out there. This is how you all have to think in your career is that if you're good at what you do, you will not have a stagnant career. You will get promoted. You will have people calling you. You will have recruiters emailing you and calling you at your desk, right? Because, because there's a reason for that. So Simon, the fact that you haven't been able to do that and you're in the same place as 20 years, it doesn't mean that you're stuck. The good news is that you can make a change and you probably already have the skills to do it. You've probably amassed some skill over the last 20 years that you've honed that's your craft, but you haven't really brought it to expertise level or even if you have, no one knows about it. So it may be completely in the way you package yourself. And that's what you have to think about. What is your value proposition? What am I going to get if I hire you, Simon? What am I going to get? What's going to make me pull the trigger on you? That's what you need to think about from their position. They could hire anybody. What's going to make them hire you? So please, everybody out there, know what your value proposition is and work on it. Develop your craft because that's what's going to bring you promotions, salary, raises, increases, your own business, partnership, all those things come from what's your value proposition. And listen, for all of you, out, whether it's someone that asked a question on this show or those of you out there that want to get some one-on-one coaching and help with your challenges, just go to ngcoach.com, E-N-G-I coach.com. I just coached an engineer the other day. I think I gave him a plan for his career that he's going to take and now implement and put him through the roof. So again, I'd love to talk to you one-on-one if you want that help. It's ngcoach.com. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions. Go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash career decisions where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode as well as links to any of the other resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success.